What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the most, the Hoods ESPN, Crystal Street's golden boy, Dre Day. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is episode 222. Episode 222 of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I want to thank everyone for their support. Once again, keep it going, keep it flowing. This episode here, ah, man. I've worked very hard on putting this together. Um, Ever since she won... The WNBA championship on Sunday, I've been faithfully, faithfully doing my research and trying to put this together and put this episode together and dedicate it to her. And that's exactly what this episode is going to be. I am calling it the Candace Parker Appreciation Episode. Now, I know I did one when the Chicago Sky advanced to the WNBA finals but see this one I'm gonna do it this 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 one I'm gonna do it a little different this one I'm gonna take it back to the essence you know what I'm saying I'm gonna show my appreciation for Candace Parker basically from the from the get-go you know what I'm saying from the mecca you know what I'm saying from the jet the the genesis of it all you can say but uh first off I just want to say Congratulations to her and the Chicago Sky on winning their first WNBA championship and her winning her second WNBA championship. I just want to say congrats to her and the rest of the Chicago Sky. But being that Candace Parker is my favorite WNBA player and being that she's been so much of, uh, you could say, uh, a mogul, she's a, she's, a, she's a legend, an icon, all these things. I felt the need that appreciation episode comes into play with her because I know how this is going to work. Fellow sports podcasters, this is going to get swept under the rug. It's going to. Now, you're going to have some podcast out there that, you know, even mention the WNBA. Let's just keep it tall. There's only a few. There's only a select few that do. Y'all already know how I give it up when it comes to the WNBA. Y'all, y'all know how much I love the WNBA, but I felt the need to switch it up on this one. Even though I am going to do a, like, even though I did do a recap episode for the WNBA Finals, I felt the need that it was only right that I do a Candace Parker appreciation episode off the fact that how much I love Candace Parker, okay? And let's just get straight to it, you know what I'm saying? When I think about Candace Parker, I think of one of the most skilled basketball players I've ever seen. I'm not just saying females. I'm talking about period. You know what I'm saying? I remember 2003, I remember watching her pop up on my screen coming from Naperville Central High School. I remember her in the slam dunk contest. And I'm going to keep it tall. At that time, I didn't really care for her game that much. I was more so in tune with her beauty. I'm going to keep it tall. I'm going to keep it tall. I'm like, dang, who's this? Who's this beautiful girl playing basketball? But then when you seen her put that ball in her hand and you saw what she could do with it, I was like, wow, yo, homegirl really got some serious game. Got some serious game. Because, see, me, like I said, I watch basketball. Like, I don't care who it is. I watch men's basketball. Obviously, I was watching the WNBA at this time because I've been a fan since 97. I watched high school on occasions, and at this time, you know, like 2003 or whatnot, 
They was always showing, you know what I'm saying, the All-American, the, the high school, the McDonald's All-American games. You know what I'm saying? Male and female. So, that's my introduction to Candace Parker. I remember watching her in the McDonald's All-American high school game. That was my introduction to her. And then, of course, watching her win the slam dunk contest. You know what I'm saying? When she was in high school. She's the first woman to win that event. The slam dunk contest she was in, she beat Josh Smith and J.R. Smith. You know what I'm saying? She won National Girls Basketball Player of the Year awards in 2003 and 2004. She's the second junior and only woman to win that award twice. Now, we know she's from the state of Illinois. If you really do your homework, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, she just went back home. So, Chicago is in Illinois. She's a three-time player of the year in Illinois, in the state of Illinois. From 2002 to 2004, she won that honor. She also led her high school to two Class A state titles from 2003 and 2004. And she still holds the school records for total points and total rebounds through her whole stay at Naperville Central High School. So, yeah, my introduction to Candace was when she was in high school. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying, when she got to the WNBA. My introduction to her was in high school, high school, because at that time, I can honestly say it, it was probably two players at that time in high school that really, really, really caught my attention. You know what I'm saying? On the guys, this was this this was right after LeBron had left. This was right after LeBron had declared for the draft. Sebastian Telfield. Because me being from Brooklyn, my eyes was glued to him. Because he was the hometown boy. And then when it came to the females, Candace had my eyes. My eyes was glued to her. Those were my two, you know, I guess you could say favorite high school players at that time. You know what I'm saying? Now we fast forward to 2005. When she goes from Illinois to Tennessee, the volunteer state. She goes to play for the late, great Pat Summit, who's had plenty of greats at her disposal. Tamika Ketchin, Shamika Holslaw, Carol Lawson. I mean, the list goes on for all the players that Pat Summit has had at her disposal. Candace Parker redshirted her first year due to an injury. Okay? She didn't play her first year. You know, due to, you know, summer league games and I think the Junior Olympics or whatnot, she sustained the injury to the point to where she couldn't play her freshman year. Now, hold that thought. Okay? Hold that thought. Her sophomore year, her sophomore year, well, not even her sophomore year, in March 29, 2006, she became the first woman to dunk in a game, tournament game, okay? The first woman to dunk in a tournament game, and that was against Army. Then she became the first woman to dunk twice in the tournament game. You know what I'm saying? So, again, when I talk about versatile, not only could Candace play her, 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 her primary position, which was forward center, she handled the ball like a point guard. You know what I'm saying? Like, she handled the ball 
like a point guard, which was amazing. I ne- like for me, I I had I had never seen that. I have I have never seen that a female with her height be able to handle the rock the way she can. Like she handled that rock with grace. I was like, oh my god! Like I can't wait till this girl get to the WNBA. I just can't wait. I just see see for me. Maybe it was my bias because I was so obsessed with her. I was like, damn, college, she needs to go straight to the league. But obviously, you know, that ain't the case with the WNBA. You know, they, they don't do the whole after high school, you can go to the WNBA. It doesn't work that way. But, you know what I'm saying? She was able to hand, handle that rock with grace play with so much grace and like I said she was the first woman to duck twice in a tournament game in the NCAA tournament okay she wins the SEC rookie of the year award coaches and coaches and AP and helped the Lady Vols win the 2006 SEC tournament championship. So she did all of that in her second year. Now remember, she didn't play her first year. She redshirted her first year. You know what I'm saying? So I'm talking about I'm talking about the 2005-2006 the season. Pardon self, pardon self, pardon self. We now get to her sophomore season, which is the 06-07 season. She became the fastest player in Lady Vols history to score 1,000 points. She did that in 56 games. Now, remember the other two Lady Vol greats that I mentioned? Shamika Hoeslaw and Tamika Ketchins? Well, Shamika Hoeslaw... It was 57 games for her to get 1,000 points. And Tamika Ketchings, it took her 58 games to get 1,000 points. It took Candace 56. LT number, you feel me? Dope, if you ask me. She won, uh, won SEC Player of the Year. Now, remember, the year prior, she won Rookie of the Year. This year, she won SEC Player of the Year. And she helped them win a national championship against Rutgers, and she won most improved player. We now fast forward to her following year, her junior year. She let it be known before the season even started. She will forgo her senior year, and after this year, she's going to the WNBA draft. I'm going to keep it tall. I just said what I said. I felt after high school she could have went to the WNBA, but especially after her sophomore year she could have went. She was she was WNBA ready after her sophomore year. But, you know, going back to school to get your degree was highly important to her. Highly important to her. Which she was able to do. She was able to obtain her degree in her three years at Tennessee. So congrats to Candace on that. Uh, but again, you know, it's all about how you leave your college career on that basketball court. And what did she do? She went back to back with national championships. She went back to back. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they beat Rutgers. I'm not Rutgers. I believe they beat LSU in the national title game. I believe they beat LSU because I believe Simone Augustus was on that team. I believe uh, Sylvia Fowles was on that team. I believe uh, Pokey Chapman. Chapman was their coach, if I'm not mistaken. I think my memory serves me correct, man. I, th- I think my memory is very well with this one. But, yeah, her junior year, one national championship, one most improved player again. At that time, she joined Cheryl Miller, Shamiqua Hoekslaw, and Diana Tarazi as the only females athletes, players, to have done that. 
one outstanding player of the year multiple times. But see, Brianna Stewart, Stewie, she did that shit four times when she was at Connecticut. All four of her champion, all four of her national championships, she won most outstanding player of the year award. But this ain't about Stewie. I love you, Stewie. Get well soon. This is about Candace Parker here. But I had to shout her out. But like I said, junior year, she won national championship, won most outstanding player. And she did all of that while having a dislocated shoulder. So, my boo was able to win that national championship after suffering a shoulder injury in the regional finals of the tournament that year. And I must say, I mean, I mean, I mean, I know this doesn't matter, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Watching her play on the basketball court, and I believe that year, I believe she had braids. Oh my god. Woo! Damn, she was so beautiful at that time. But Stay focused, Dre. Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused. But yes, like I said, she like I said, she graduated with her degree, sports management major. You know what I'm saying? She was Division One Academic All American of the Year in women's basketball for 2008 by the College Sports Information Directors of America. Dope. Dope. You know what I'm saying? Now we get to where she's at now. The WNBA. The Women's National Basketball Association. It was no secret that she was going to be number one. We all knew that. We all knew that. And it just so happened we all knew who was the number one, who, who, who had the number one pick. And that was the Los Angeles. Angela Sparks. Now we all know who she was going to be paired up with. She was going to be paired up with, at that time, some people viewed her as the GOAT, Lisa Leslie. Now me, I was enjoying it because I was already a Sparks fan. So I already knew coming in, okay, Candace is about to join Lisa Leslie. Oh no, this shit about to get crazy. This shit about to get real. Like it's a it, it's about to be bananas. The torch is about to be passed. That's the way I was looking at it. I was like, oh yeah, the torch is about to get passed. It's about to get on and popping here. Baby silk. Candace's baby silk to Lisa Leslie Smooth. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, it's about to get real. It's about to get real. And guess what? Number one overall pick. What a mark she made in her debut. What a mark that she made in her debut game. In her debut game, she scored 34 points. 12 rebounds. Eight assists in her debut game. Till this day, like Deontay Wilder, till this day, that's a rookie record for a debut. Mm. Look at those numbers. God, think about, putting, think about putting those numbers up in your debut. In your debut, putting those numbers up. Wow. Okay, another feat that she made that year, and mind you, this is just her rookie year. She became the second woman in WNBA history to dunk in a game. Now, if you really watch the WNBA, you know who was the first woman, and that was Lisa Leslie. A few years, Candace coming into the game, her first year, dunks in a game against the Indiana Fever. And then two days, and then two days later, she spins the block and dunks again against the Seattle Storm. So at that time, the two game, the, the 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 two teams that witnessed dunks 
was the Los Angeles Sparks and the Seattle Storm. Because when Lisa Leslie did her dunk, I believe it was against Seattle. When Candace did her second dunk, it was against Seattle. The first one was against Indiana. Now, Brittany Grinder is all over the place dunking on teams. So, so you know, hey, it is what it, you know, it is what it is. Shout out to Brittany, but like I said, this episode is about Candace. I am appreciating Candace here. Ah. This part, don't really want to speak about, but hey, I got to be objective. It happened in her rookie year. I remember watching this game on TV. I was living in Far Rock at the time. The Sparks and the Shock. And the reason why I was so fascinated with it, because I looked at it like, yo, this could be like a LA Pistons rivalry from back in the day. That's how I looked at it. You had Michael Cooper as the coach for the Sparks. You had Bill Lambert and Rick, Lo Rick, Rick Mahorn as the coaches for the, you know, for the Shock. That's how I'm looking at it. And it just so happened a brawl took place on the basketball court um, where Candace Parker was one of the 11 players suspended. Um, I believe Rick Mahorn had pushed Lisa Leslie on the floor during the melee. But, you know, Lisa Leslie did, you know, I guess, you know, hit him in the back, whatever the case may be, but he just reached out and pushed Lisa Leslie on the floor. It, it, it was very, it was it, it was a very crazy scene. I, I, it was a very crazy scene. I'm just, I, 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 I'll say so myself, but, you know, Candace was a part of the melee, defending the teammate, wound up getting suspended, and one of the reasons why I was so worried about the suspension was because a few days later, she was supposed to play the Liberty in New York. So I'm like, oh no, I hope I, I hope the suspension doesn't carry long. I hope it doesn't carry long because I had tickets to go to that game to see her against the Liberty, which I was able to do. I was able to see her that the following, I think it was, who was it? If my memory serves me correct, I believe they had played the Connecticut Sun. She had got suspended that one game. And then the next game she was able to play, and that was against the New York Liberty, which she did her thing for that matter. Like I was so close to Candace Parker's bench, like with 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 a spark sit on the bench, I was two rows behind their bench, and I was able to watch her and her grace. I was able to stare at her on the bench. I was able to stare at her on the basketball court. It was a beautiful feeling, man. I tell you, man. It was such a beautiful feeling. But let's get back to it. And this again, this is all her rookie year. This is all her rookie campaign. She won a gold medal in the Olympics in Beijing. And then she caps it off with winning the Most Valuable Player Award and Rookie of the Year Award in the same season. She's the first female in WNBA history to do that. Win MVP and Rookie of the Year in the same season. The late greats Wilt Chamberlain and Wes Unsell did that in the NBA. But in the WNBA, Candace is the only one that can claim that distinction. She can claim that distinction. We now fast forward to 2009. She missed the first eight games of the season after giving birth to her daughter. Uh, after giving birth to her daughter Layla, she still made the All WNBA second team. She still made the All. She made the WNBA All Second Defense Team. But unfortunately, you know, she lost to the Mercury in the conference finals that year. 2010, she only played 10 games. Didn't really play that much due to a shoulder injury. And the Sparks had missed the playoffs that year. Now we fast forward a little bit because there were some growing pains 
you know, certain years or whatnot. 2012, 2013. Because me, she resigns with the Sparks. Because me, honestly, at that time, I was hoping that she would retire a Spark, just like Lisa Leslie. She signed the multi-year deal. Played the full season. They make the playoffs. But, unfortunately, still, no WNBA Finals berth. No WNBA Finals berth. Because, see, for me, at this time, Candace had all... She had everything already. She had national championships, high school championships. At this time, she was going overseas to play ball, winning championships. The one thing that le- the one thing that plagued her was a WNBA championship. I said, once she get that, it's over. You can't tell her nothing. The 2013 season, which was her sixth season, she plays in her first All-Star game. Getting MVP honors. 23 points and 11 rebounds in the All-Star game. That year, she wins her second Most Valuable Player of the Year award, becoming the fifth player to earn multiple WNBA MVP awards. Lisa Leslie has three. Cheryl Swoops has three. Lauren Jackson has three. And Cynthia Cooper has two. So she joins a hella class. Obviously, if you pay attention to WNBA, all of those ladies I just mentioned are WNBA greats. They was a part of the W25 that I was talking about er, talking about a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And they're all Hall of Famers. So it's safe to say when Candace's career is over, she will definitely make the Hall of Fame. But again, 2013, she wins Most Valuable Player. But unfortunately... No WNBA Finals berth. No WNBA Finals berth. Now again, like I said, growing pains, man. Growing pains for 2013. Not 2013. 2014, growing pains. They lose to the Phoenix Mercury once again. Now we get to 2015. She announced she would miss an undetermined amount of time due to rest. But again, she only played 16 regular season games. So, oh man. They struggled. The, 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 the Sparks had struggled that year. Now, mind you, Lisa Leslie is gone now. This is all Candace's team now. At this time, this is Candace Parker's team. And they're getting owned by the Minnesota Lynx. At this time, the Lynx have the league on smash. But she did become a part of the 2015 All-WNBA second team. Now we get to 2016. She loses her mentor, the late, great Pat Summit. She passes away at the age of 64 from Alzheimer's disease. And to honor Pat Summit that same night, she scored 31 points and had a season high that year with 13 rebounds. With the help of Neka Awumake, they was able to make it to the WNBA Finals and defeat the then-defending champs, Minnesota Lynx. I remember watching that. I remember watching that WNBA Finals. Because at that time, I believe it was only three games. It wasn't five games. I believe it was three games. 
at that time, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, no, no. It was five games. I'm bugging. Pardon yourself. But it was a dope WNBA Finals because it went all five games. Candace Parker won the MVP, Finals MVP. Necker hit the... Necker had hit the walk-off shot. Candace scored 28 points and 12 rebounds in her closeout game. And in 2016, Candace was named to the WNBA Top 20 list. League of Best Players Ever in the WNBA for their 20th anniversary. Now, keep that in mind. Remember what I just said. 2016, she made the top, the, the WNBA top 20. Now, remember I said W25. That's coming down the pipeline as well. We now get to 2017. Nothing really much happened to 2017. Once again, they got back to the WNBA Finals, but unfortunately, they lost to the Minnesota Lynx. 2018, Candace made history. Scoring 21 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds, 4 steals, and 2 blocks against the Seattle Storm. This is the 2018 season. Make her the first player in WNBA history to achieve a crazy stat line like that. She made a fifth All-Star appearance that year. The Sparks finished the season 19-15, and 15, but in a first-round elimination game, they lost to the Minnesota Lynx. So basically from 2015 to 2018, they had to go through the Minnesota Lynx. That was the rivalry right there. Candace versus Maya Moore. NECA versus Sylvia Fowles and Simone Augustus and Lindsey Whalen and them girls. This, this, this was the time when the Minnesota Lynx was basically a dynasty, you could say. 2019, the 2019 season, Candace Parker suffers a hamstring injury during the Sparks' first preseason game, and she was out three to five weeks. Derek Fisher... I believe was the head coach that year. Man. This nigga Derek Fisher, man. Nigga did some fucked up shit. Benching Candace Parker in a playoff game. Like, seriously? Like, come on, Derek Fisher, man. You lost major points for me with that shit, yo. Like, you was a bitch-ass nigga for that shit. You know what I mean? In the 2020 season, obviously, which was shortened because of the pandemic, Candace Parker started all 22 games for the Sparks. Now, remember, this is the pandemic. They didn't play their full amount of games. They played 22 games. She averaged 14 points a game. She led the league in rebounding, averaging close to 10, and she recorded a league-leading 10 double-doubles. The Sparks earned a third seed and a first round in the playoffs, but was bumped by the Connecticut Sun in the second round. And Candace Parker had won her first ever Defensive Player of the Year award. But it didn't come without some controversy. How do you make the all? How do you win Defensive Player of the Year? How do you win defensive player of the year, but you don't make a WNBA all-defensive team? Explain that to me. Explain that to me. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't. That's crazy to me. You win defensive player of the year, but you don't make all-defensive teams. You didn't make the first team. You didn't make the second team. But hey, listen, she won the award, so I'll run with that. But that shit is crazy to me, though. Then we fast forward to the recent year. 
after all those years in LA, after all those years in La La Land, she says, you know what? I want to go home. I want to do the LeBron approach. I want to go home and try to win a championship there and bring a championship to my city, which is Chi-Town. And guess what? She signed the two-year deal with the Chicago Sky. That gave her an opportunity to play a little close to home, obviously, because she's from Chicago. Like I said, during the season, she was a part of the W25, consisting of the 25 players considered by media to be the greatest 25 women to ever play in the WNBA. And what did they do this season? Obviously, if you've been paying attention, Candace went home and won her second WNBA championship. And in that honor, she beat the GOAT, Diana Taurasi, Brittany Griner, Skylar Diggins, and the Phoenix Mercury. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it, man. I had such... I had such a wonderful, wonderful time watching her win that championship. But see, this is my. But see, this is this. This is how I feel about this whole thing. I remember in 2019, where Candace Parker was voted the most overrated player in the WNBA. And you know who said that? It was her own peers. WNBA players said that. That same month, she was benched in the elimination game. Remember when I just said that she got she was benched in the playoff game? She just played 11 minutes. Since that time, she won defensive player of the year in 2020. And now she led the Chicago Sky to the WNBA championship because I said it in my first appreciation episode when the Chicago Sky went to the finals. As much as I love the Chicago Sky, and as much as I have respect for all the players on that team, Allie Quigley, Courtney Vandersloot, Big Mama Steph, Azura Stevens, even Kalia Kappa, as much respect as I have for them, you can't tell me they went in that WNBA championship without Candace. You can't you, you just can't tell me that. Because we know they have the talent. Your leadership comes into play. And that's what Chicago needed at that time. They needed leadership. And Candace brought that. So not only did she bring her game, she brought her leadership to the to the Chicago Sky. And I think that more than anything got them over that hump and went to, you know, the WNBA Finals and also capping off the WNBA Finals. But, like I said, she's done a lot in her career. She's done a lot in her career. A lot. Okay? She she has done amazing things in basketball. Not just on the court, but off the court. Because right now, you know, Candace is an analyst for Turner Sports on TNT. You know, she does players only with Shaq and D-Wade. She does um, some work on NBA TV. Hell, during March Madness, she's an analyst. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... She 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 already has her she already has her mark other places off of basket off the basketball court. You know what I mean? She's won two gold medals. She won, like I said earlier, she won in 2008 in Beijing. She won in 2012 in London. I felt she should have been on a 2016 team. But for some reason or another, she was left off. I don't know why. I don't want to throw the whole UConn bias thing, but let's keep it tall. It was a lot of UConn players on that team. 
and who and who's Team USA coach at that time? Gino Auriemma. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like I said, she listen. The lady has went overseas. She won five overseas championships in Russia. Five. So she's done success in college. She's had success in the pros. She's had success international, which is the Olympics. She's had success overseas in Russia. The lady has done it all. She's done it all. Two-time WNBA champion. One-time WNBA Finals MVP. Two-time Most Valuable Player. Five-time All-WNBA First Team. Two-time All-WNBA Second Team. Two-time WNBA All-Defensive Second Team. Three-time Rebounding Leader. Well, Rebounding Champ. Defensive Player of the Year. All-Star Game MVP. Rookie of the Year, top 20 greatest player in the league history, the top 25 greatest, like I said, W25. That's all in the pros. She's, like I said, she's done it all. She's won everywhere, everywhere, international, USA basketball, high school, college, pros. She has done it all. This was the reason why I did this episode because I felt the need that she needs her appreciation. She needs it. She needs her roses. And guess what? She's going to get it over here on Sports Way with Dre Day Podcast. There's going to be some sports podcasts that don't even talk about the WNBA Finals. They won't even snooze at it. They won't even think about it. But see, over here, I love it. I love the WNBA. So I'm going to talk about it. And not only am I going to talk about it, I'm going to take an episode and give my boo, Candace Parker, her absolute roses. And this is the episode right here on me doing that. Because she deserves it. Just as much as they give high in praise to LeBron for when he went home in 2016 and helped Cleveland win the championship, Candace did the same thing this year. She went back home to Chicago. When people thought she was done. When people thought she was overrated. No, she went back home because it was comfortable. She wanted to be close to family and friends. Even though her daughter stayed in L.A., she still wanted to be close to her family and friends in Chicago. And that's another thing we got to salute her for. To be able to toggle her career and all her accomplishments and still be a full-time mother... We got to salute her for that. I, 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 I would be remiss if I didn't mention that. And again, this has been a hell of a year for Candace. She has her own day in Chicago, which I mentioned in a, in a, in a, in a previous episode. She made the W25, like I said. She was one of the covers on NBA 2K22, being the first... WNBA player to do that, to be on 2K22's cover, man, she has her endorsement deal with Adidas, she has her Ace commercial on TV, Candace is doing it all, man, like, she's just on top of the world right now, and as a true fan, as a diehard fan of us, I can't be more proud of her, I cannot be more proud of her, so Candace... This is your man, Dre Day. This is your boy, Dre Day, from East New York, Brooklyn. Honoring you, honoring you, paying his respects to you, paying his homage to you, and giving you your flowers and giving you your roses on this episode. I couldn't be more proud of you and your success. I just felt the need that if I was going to do appreciation for you, I got to start from the genesis. I got to start from the essence about where it started. And that's when you was at... Naperville High School, Central High School, um, in Illinois, doing your thing. I felt like I had to do it from there to now. 
You know what I'm saying? So, Candace, I love you. You are my favorite WNBA player of all time. It was Lisa Leslie, but she's now number two. And there's nothing wrong with being number two. Uh, to me, I think you're the GOAT in my eyes. Uh, I think this season, because what's so funny is, and I'm nah, I'm talking to you now, Candace. I, I, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you as if you're going to hear this episode, which God willing you hear this episode, because best believe I am going to shoot this to your DM. <laughs> I'm definitely going to shoot this to your DM. It's funny because uh, I had did, if you've been paying attention, I did a WNBA Finals mock draft. And my man, Sean, from Everybody Loves Sports Podcast, he had asked me that I think Candace was the GOAT. And I told her no. I, I told him no. I, I said, I don't think she's the GOAT. Because, I mean, you had so many greats like Maya Moore, Lisa Leslie, Cynthia Cooper, uh, Diana Taurasi, who was just crowned the undisputed GOAT. I felt I would have been disingenuous to them if I made Candace the GOAT. But then she beat the goal in the WNBA Finals. Rather, rather impressive, of, for my, I might add. So doesn't that make her the goal by beating the goal? And then on top of that, look at her resume. Look at look, 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 look at all the accomplishments she done did. I don't want to go through them again, but let's keep it tall. With her resume, she could be in the goal conversation. So for me, she beat the goal. So for me, that makes her the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it is what it is, man. But like I said, man, Candace, I love you. I'm proud of you. Keep shining, keep shining, keep shining, keep shining. I will see you next year. I don't know if it'll be your last year but or whatever because you did sign a two-year deal with Chicago. So you already did one year. So this is the last year on the contract. If it's your last year, which I'm hoping it's not, I'll be here watching you and supporting you like I've always been since your days in high school. Keep shining, Candace. Keep shining, Queen. Keep, keep, keep shining. It is a wrap for this episode. Once again, I want to thank everybody for their support. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. Y'all can catch me on all podcast platforms except Tidal. As usual, y'all can catch me on all my social media pages, uh, Facebook, Dre Day, Instagram, Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast, and Dre Day 1985. The links are in the bio. And on Twitter, Dre Day 1985. Again, I just felt the need to give Candace Parker her much-deserved flowers and roses. I do not want her to get her flowers and roses when she's on her deathbed or anything like that, I want her to receive her flowers and roses while she can still smell them, while she's still here. And that's why I did this episode. It's only right. It's only right that I do it. It's only right that I do it. So again, thank y'all for y'all support. I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Hopefully this inspires people to get in tune to the WNBA because they got some greats there, man. They got some greats, man. I know some of y'all hate it, but these girls got some serious game. And this one right here that I'm honoring got some serious game. Watch her work. She got game. She got game. She was the silk to Lisa Leslie Smooth. Her, 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 her other nickname is Ace. Fuck Deuce is wild. Ace is wild. Let's talk about it. But again... Thank y'all for y'all support. Keep it going. Keep it glowing. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. In closing, y'all know how this goes. This has been another episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Episode 222 is over and complete. Catch out on the flip side. God bless. Peace and love. Your boy is out of here. Peace. What up? What up? What up? It's your man, Dre Day. And I have a PSA announcement for y'all. Did y'all know that only 38% of African Americans were able to identify financial terms on the PFN 
index and annual financial survey. Why is that? Because we're never given the tools to succeed in the financial sector. Will with American Classic Agency has been designing financial maps for his clients to succeed for over a decade for clients on both coasts. With Will, you will be able to create a game plan to get out of debt and create the wealth that you and your family deserve. If you're interested, please contact Will at willspady at gmail.com. That's W-I-L-L-S-P-A-D-Y at gmail.com or call him at 443-810-0384. What up, what up, what up? This is your man Dre Day from Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. And I have a public service announcement for all you listeners out there. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground in 2018, I had so many questions. How do I record an episode? Where do I find background music? How do I get my show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all the other places people like to listen? Also, where do I find advertisers? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and 100% easy to use. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Again, that's anchor.fm slash start to join. Oh, one thing, you can record your episode from your phone or computer. So again, go to anchor.fm slash start to join. And I can't wait to hear your podcast.